Saturday afternoon, go everybody. There. There you go. I took over for you. You're welcome. Thank you. I had a last minute. <clears throat> last minute. Um, something come up. Oh, something come up. <laughs> something okay. come up. Anyway, yes. Happy Saturday. We made it through another week. Oh, gosh. Did we? Are you sure we made it through last week? Um, I made it. I'm still trying to figure out if I made it or not. Well, that's not good. Well. Because I think you, I think you did make it because you're here. Am I really here? Um. Or is this a clone? Ow! Okay, you're here. Hit me? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> you, you, you're <laughs> I already knew I was here. You didn't have to hit well, me. You know, have to retaliate. Uh-huh. Anywho. I don't start things, but I finish them. That's what my grandma always told me. Yeah, I know. Grandma's famous quote. Don't go around starting stuff. <laughs> somebody starts it, you finish it. I'm sorry, I have to admit I started some stuff too. I can't, I can't tell a lie. She's probably listening. Hi, you know, you know, where, you know, where, you know where her reaction is? What? I've gone 85 years without knowing this stuff. I just t- said her age on the air. Oh, she is going to kill me next time I see her. Uh, oh, well. I'll have to go down and take Lee. Yeah, make it up to Lee, Lee will run. run you know, be, she won't worry about it because she'll be fucking with him. Um, yeah, she, she, you know, I made it all these years be ignorant of what you boys did growing up. I, I'll be all right not knowing now. <laughs> Oh boy! Anyway, if you don't already know who you're listening to, yes, Water, South Carolina. Well, you, calm I'm down, calm down, and start that over what? again. Well, you're giggling and hyperventilating, so I'm not hyperventilating. Okay, here you are. Okay, now go ahead. Welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thank you. Is that better for you? Yeah, it's better. Everybody I'm Taylor. It's better, and I'm Roger. <clears throat> She's my daughter. I'm her dad. And <laughs> you couldn't uh, already get. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Might as well take the mystery out of it. Uh, <laughs> We have, there, we, we, there is always there's always new people listening. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It is scary. It's very scary. Um, we had a giveaway. Last How about week. speaking of people listening? Yes. yes. I think it's time to congratulate our winner, yeah. Miss Bridget Hawkins T- Tunstall. Tunstall. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Cannot remember her last name. Anyway, she okay. was the winner of our two seaweed tickets. Yeah. So she is handed off to seaweed. Um, and, and seriously, folks, we wish we had tickets to get everybody that that yeah. entered. I mean, there was some there were some, there was some great, great ones. Oh man, there were some great ones. <laughs> also, if you went back and watched the live that we did with the giveaway in it, you'll see our little technical difficulties. <laughs> we couldn't get it to shut off. Oh and yeah, I'm just the, standing there awkwardly. It's, <laughs> I'm not gonna go into explaining what went on with that, but anyway. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. But yeah, there were a lot of good answers. Wish wish yeah. I had more tickets to give away, but you know, there's always next year. Um, Unless we have another, Lord forbid, another COVID don't variant. Don't say that. Ah, don't hit me. <laughs> don't say that. I'm just saying. See, we will go on. See, <laughs> we in see we in the Commodore Sportsman Classic. I think those two festivals this year are driven to. You know, whatever happens, happens. Them. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have them. So, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for posting up. Um, like I said, wish we had tickets for everyone, but we don't. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I just said that. Same. Okay, so we're we're doing something kind of different this this weekend <clears throat> after the show. We are. Yeah. 
Oh, we are. Yes. We are. We yes. are. We are. We um, had a strange package delivered to us. <laughs> yeah, two strange packages. They're really, really long. Uh, <laughs> we are planning for cinnamon trees. Woohoo. And so what What kind did we get? Okay, help me out with this. I haven't pulled up on the website. It's Will, Will, Willis? Willis Orchard, Orchard? Durban, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to butcher these names. Hi. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> how do you say hot? We only got four minutes left. Ha, ha, I don't know how Hachia. to say it. Hachia. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, this persimmon, this type of persimmon tree, there's a bunch of different types. Yes. This type of persimmon tree is cone-shaped persimmons, and they have bright orange, orangish, reddish skin when they're ripe. Um... This variety is considered the largest and best cooking quality persimmon, which we are not getting these for cooking. No, we're not. But, but we might eat a few. I'm sure that the deer will appreciate Enjoy it. Them. And then we got another one, which is Tanana. I thought you sounded these things out. Tanashi. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Um, they're all weird names. Anyway. When did the other one ripen? Oh. You skipped that. I did skip it. Oh, God. My bad. I don't do tree stalk. Okay. You're so to, you're fixing to. These, so they, this tree produces its fruits in November. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that one's November. Then this one um, has medium to large cone-shaped seedless fruits at an early age. The brilliant orange-skinned fruits ripen in October. There we go. So we're, we're trying. I'm trying to cover September, October, November, December. The September varieties were sold out by the time I got out in order, and so were the December. So we'll add those next year. When it says no seeds, here's an interesting fact: if you plant different varieties together, so in other words, we're going to plant one of each. Now they'll be 30 or 40 feet apart, but when you plant them that closely, since they are asexual, in other words, you don't have to have a male and a female. These Japanese varieties, persimmon trees, will pollinate themselves. Uh, the non-seedless ones can develop a seed. Hmm. That was one of the questions I had for the lady there uh, when I called talking about persimmon trees and all. Hmm. That they can, when they're planted, when different varieties are planted in close proximity to each other, the seedless varieties can develop a seed. Don't care. Deer won't don't, matter. Don't care. They'll eat it and spit it out or something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been thinking, talking about doing this for years, mm-hmm. and and finally did. It. Um, I, I, so we got them in on Thursday. Uh, won't plant them until tomorrow. She did. The only thing they said was take it out of the box, stand them upright in a cool, dark place until you're ready to plant them. Don't put them in the sunlight, so they fit right in the garage over here where it's cool and dark. And Imagine storing trees in your yeah, garage. Yeah, they're, they're not like <laughs> eight feet tall. They're seven to eight feet tall, so these should produce. I don't know if they'll produce fruit next year because they got they don't have many limbs on them right now. They're kind of really tall with no limbs, so we'll, we'll see. But it'll uh, be a fun experiment. Yeah, we're going to plant two groups of two this year. Well, I was going to do nine trees, a little much to bite off this year, considering one of the places I was going to plant, probably a 250-year-old white oak tree got struck by lightning. Huh? Yeah, the big white oak on top of the hill is dead. Got oh. struck by lightning. You know where my, one of my yeah. ladder stands, the two-person is? I mean, it's got to be 250 yards, if not older. 
so it's standing there, and it's, of course, when the tree gets struck by lightning, it fries the tree. Mm-hmm. So we tried to chain, put a chainsaw to it, a 22-inch bar. No, oh. Milton. And it was it was dead dry. I mean, you just couldn't get it. So I need to let those limbs fall a little bit more and yeah. find out which way. So I'm going to start out a little light this year, but we're all going to do it. Um, uh, one of my friends in, uh, planted 63 the other day, or 36 the other day. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, so, but, you know, and he got his from Little Mountain, South Carolina. There's a, he got some American persimmons and some pear trees and stuff like that, and he actually went down there. They're all bare roots and all. So we will see. There's a good article on how to plant persimmon trees from Wilson Brothers Gardens about the soil and drainage and what kind of you know. And I I did have a concern about it being freezing a couple nights mm-hmm. next week. Uh, she said no problem. Just uh, mulch the roots very good, and they'll be fine. Perfect time to plant some some. Some fruit trees or, you know, even just in your backyard, not necessarily for deer, but just for the wildlife. So follow our process. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know we'll, if they, we'll let you if on the growth. If they <laughs> die or live, we'll let you know. So anyway, hang on. Back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side of the, of the break. takes a while to develop. This one gets on my nerves. I know it does. So anyway, while it's developing, we were talking about persimmon trees last time. Light needs. Persimmons, the best and most fruits will be reduced when the persimmon trees are growing in full sun. However, trees that receive a little shade during the hottest part of the summer days will still produce good crops of fruit. Interesting. We're going to plant squares Dad, turn the music down. Uh, we are already tough. Okay, no, turn it down. Turn it down. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna do square holes. Um, I, I re- I've read several articles. You know, round holes are fine, but square holes, when the roots in a round hole, the roots as they grow out, they can hit that. If the ground is compacted or a little tough, the roots have a tendency to turn. Because it's a gentle, you know, a round circle, it's easy to follow that circle. Mm-hmm. But when they hit something dead on, they're more likely to penetrate it. And if they grow to the side, the next thing they hit's another dead on. You really did your research on yeah, that. Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm, yeah, I have. So I have, we have the two places picked out. Uh, and I also have an interesting idea on watering. Get this now, because water will be an issue. We're not there to. And it talks about it's, it's, there's seven steps to this planting persimmon tree. Your hole, <laughs> you know, pH levels. We are. That's where two of them oh, are going. Really? Yep, See, down, I, down that way. I only found out about this Thursday when there were yeah. two, two eight of them, foot two boxes. Two are going to be right behind your stand. <laughs> behind my stand? Uh huh. But you'll be able to shoot out of the, the house going back. The house? Yeah, we're going to put a, a box <laughs> a, a box stand down there. Um, so anyway, and it. it you know, the the planting hole, how deep to plant and all that. So here's a watering solution for you. And I thought this was pretty good. 
buy you one, I think for every two, maybe three trees, you could buy you a 55-gallon plastic water drum. Cut it in half. Set it on top of the ground. Okay? Mm-hmm. Get you some irrigation hose. Oh, oh we're going all engineering. Oh, we, uh, yes, okay. we are. And I'm not doing this tomorrow, but okay. we'll do this on into the springtime. Get you some, what, what did I say, land, landscaping irrigation hose? Yep. The little drip thingies. Uh, and oh, the run little, it, the, the ones little, where you can, oh. yeah. And you run that <laughs> from the barrel, from the half barrel to the, around the root system of the tree, uh, underneath the mulch, and then get and get the drip regulated. Why? Wow. And, you know, chances are, or for the most part, if you have a, a normal spring and summer, it, there's probably enough rain that will keep that thing going. But if you happen to, you can fill those things up, and that gentle, that gentle watering in the roots, and you can't do too much because it will mold and all that stuff, but it would be a constant little water thing there, hmm. whether you're there or not. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna try it. Kind of interesting. Let's see, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't spend the kind of money on persimmon trees for them to die on me. You know, I wonder what the FedEx guy thought when he like, oh, I'm delivering trees. <laughs> probably nothing new to the FedEx guy. You think? They've delivered all sorts of stuff to this house. That's true. He that's probably that's looked at it and go, huh? What we got this time around? Oh, it's the Metzes it's again. It's the Metzes again. It's just, you know. <laughs> they just come for the dog. She's cute. <laughs> The dog loves it when they come because they all got dog Show treats. treats. That's probably why she's 10 pounds overweight. No more. She is on Hills. Uh, the veterinarian put her on Hills Perfect Weight, I think is what it's called. Perfect Weight. She's on a diet. I'm sorry. Uh, she has 10 pounds to lose because she has arthritis in her back. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah. And, and you can tell because... You know, it used we usually feed around five thirty in the at night. It's about three forty five or four o'clock. She's she is, like, "Yeah, where's my food?" Well, it's I'm funny. All the little cup we use to get our food out. There's a little black line around it now. That I we, drew. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. She can only have that. Yeah. So yeah. I I put that every the other day. I put it in her bowl, and it doesn't even fill up her whole bowl oh, when no. I put it in. Uh-huh. And she stood there. She looked up at me. And she goes, "Where's the rest Lord. of it?" Yeah, there's the rest of it here, folks. <laughs> Okay, so what do we got here? We got seven, seven minutes or so. I did not. If you listen last week, uh, I did not get to the calendar events, and we've got just a ton of calendar event stuff. We do. Um, and I wanted to get a good one in, so we're going to be heavy on stuff to do. This segment probably bleed over in the next segment. In the next segment, we're going to cover. You see, we is next weekend. We're going to be there for a couple of days. There's some. We're just going to cover some of the the fun events, not necessarily at Seaweed, but kind of around Seaweed. A lot of the dinners and oyster roasts and stuff like the that that are going events. on. Yeah, special right. events. And then that's going to and and I got a whole bunch of other stuff to same. get to. Same, same. So it's just going to be kind of a hodgepodge. Um, let's see. Major League Fishing, they wrapped up their first tournament of the year, and I don't know who won. I know... I know Cruz was up there. No, that's Bass. Oh, oh whoa, 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 sorry. Yeah, that's My bad. Bass. I have Bass on the brain because it's yeah, a tournament. Yeah, because it's, we were watching it. Bass Live. Lee. Yeah, Bass <laughs> Live with Lee today. Um, okay, so we'll get this out of the way first. 
So if you were watching Major League Fishing at all, you saw where, um, you saw. Yeah, we already barely made the cut. Oh, my gosh. I texted him. I said, okay, heart attack time. <laughs> and he said, right. I said, yeah. Um, it was, uh, he did not have a fish on the second day. No, he, no, no, no. He caught two fish for three pounds. Or maybe it was one fish for three pounds on the first day of competition. The second day of competition, he didn't have another fish. And with 26 minutes to go, he catches two fish back-to-back and then a three-pounder to make the the knockout round. And but, if you, then, if, but then he didn't catch a fish in the in the knockout round. It's just because Bradley Roy won it. Okay. Ryan Thrift was fourth. Let's see where everybody – oh, do you see where Randy Howell caught a 10-pound – 11-ounce bass uh, one day. I think that was a knockout round. And then he caught an 11-pound something bass in championship day. So Randy, his personal best one day and his next personal best. And Laker, Randy's son, caught an 11-5. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. So so I texted Randy that I haven't texted him now that he caught one bigger. I What's texted up him, with I said, his family? I said, uh, not quite as big as Lakers, and he like would <laughs> some kind of emoji to him back to me or something like that. Um, all right, so let's see where did everybody fish because because Casey, Andy, and Anthony all fished and Britt, but let's see, Casey finished 18th, Britt finished 28th. Andy finished 33rd, and Anthony finished 36th. So not a bad, uh, uh, you know, out of 80 anglers, not a not a bad way oh, yeah. to start off the year for the South Carolina contingent. And if you were if you were following the tournament throughout the week, you saw. I mean, we're eight and a half minutes into the segment. We still hadn't gotten the calendar. We got two more seconds. Okay, all right, go ahead. If you were following it, you would see. I mean, the first couple of days were rough. I mean, people oh, well, zero. All those, all those Texas and, bass are having flashbacks to last year. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. That water down there is cold. So it was a tough tournament, but yeah, it was. Yeah, the the Caney Creek one was. I mean, they were catching some eights and tens and nines and all that, but it was very few fish were caught that day, mm-hmm. which is amazing. A, a few big ones and a few small ones, but not a whole lot of. Like I said, the fish are were still in shock down there. I think from there. So okay, so that's. That's basically fishing, and you know the Bass Elite Series on St. John's is going on right now. Um, New was doing pretty good uh, on Thursday, but I, I, anyway, check Bass Live out. It's always good. <laughs> <laughs> Lee and I were watching Bass Live the other morning. Yeah, it was great. Okay, we're gonna start the calendar events now. <laughs> we're not gonna finish it. We'll have to bring it back though. for next segment too. But anyway, uh, brought to you by Capital City and Lake Murray Country. Turkey lottery hunt applications are out. Woohoo! Turkey season. The deadline is Tuesday, March the 1st at 5 o'clock. And you've got these multi-site applications and the youth multi-site applications, you know, uh, Belfast, Bono Ferry, Donnelly, Santee Cooper, and Watery River Heritage Preserves are all, all on the draw hunts this year. Uh, let's see here. Of course, turkey tags are no longer free. You know, it's what five for three. And don't for put up a big hissy fit about it. Non-residents are 
two for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Youth under sixteen and lifetime senior gratis disability license may receive a free set of tags by request annually. In other words, you can't put in that request once and they come to you every year. You got to do it every year. Um, and you apply online. Do not forget when you apply for your turkey tag for your turkey lottery hunt. If you want, you can opt in to the South Carolina Wildlife Partnership, the SCWP turkey hunting opportunity what scwp is doing is a pretty cool thing it's a it's a network of private landowners hunt clubs etc cetera, etc cetera, who are partnering with scdnr to offer non-selected individuals and parties an opportunity to hunt on an scwp hunt yeah. and it does not affect your you know points whichever way you go because it operates independently of scdnr uh, they do this with duck hunts. They're doing it with turkey hunts. Um, so when you when you apply, you can click a link and say, "I want to do the secondary draw." So, and we're going to have turkey season. We're going to have Daryl Stubbs, who who is a game call maker, who's chased turkeys his whole life, is going to be on with us. And we have Charles Ruth back on to talk about turkey season too. So, we'll, we're going to get some turkey stuff ramped up here shortly. Really, really, really quick. Um, El- no, you, you have you have. Oh, I was looking through a minute or okay. so. Yeah. El Bethel Baptist Church is putting on a wild game dinner with Fishers of Men. Their ministry they got going on. They're gonna have wild game, of course, and hot dogs for people that are too scared to try wild game or don't <laughs> like it. Um, ask me Saturday, February twenty-sixth. Oh, that that oh, <laughs> today. Woohoo! You're good. At six p.m. Um, and there's going to be door prizes with a special guest speaker and music, so it ought to be good. Okay. What I want to do here, because everything I've got is like two or three pages long. I know. <laughs> I'm down to that, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we'll just hang on to that one. What do we got? We only got 30 seconds to waste, 35 seconds to waste. What can we talk about? you got one right there. Go ahead. Do yours. Clemson University Hunting Heritage Banquet is Friday, February 25th. This is the National Wild Turkey Federation. Um, at Palmetto Ridge. It's in on Clemson Boulevard in Seneca. Doors open at 6 p.m. And you can go to their website. There's a barcode or a QR code that you can scan to get your tickets. All right. Well, that's two events out of, like, 35. <laughs> Y'all hang on. We'll be back. More Woods and Water South Carolina. Decide to break. Dad was dancing a little too hard. <laughs> he ripped his headset off. Knocked my headset out. <laughs> I mean, you just got to get no, you don't. a little Santana no, you going don't. here. Hey, oh, Dad, yeah. no, you don't. Sure you, you, do. don't you don't need to. You can. This is one of those Daddy? Daddy? <laughs> Dad? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Dad? Daddy? Stop. Ah, uh, yeah, a little Santana there. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, Facebook Live would be cool on these shows. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm here. I feel pretty good this week. This week is over with, thank goodness. Man, that's a rough one. Got seaweed coming up, which is going to be nice this coming weekend. We're going to kind of make a road trip out of it. We're going to see some friends we haven't seen in a while. John Hare. Have some lunch oh. and with some friends. Dinner, I, get some dinner I meetings to do. My greenfish crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We're gonna we're hopefully gonna swing down there. We're gonna be catching up fish. with a bunch of people coming up. We are. We got yes. Seaweed. We got seaweed the classic. Seaweed and the classic. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, like I said, when we go to these things, it's it, there is some fun to it. Don't get me wrong. There's there's fun and we eat well and mm-hmm. sometimes and but it's a lot of early morning. It's a lot of <laughs> long days, and it's uh you know you're always Your working feet on the next hurt. thing. Yeah, you're always hurt working at the on the next the day. Thing. Your back may hurt at the end yep. of the day. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's gonna be busy, busy time coming up. Oh, I, I did hear back. Steve Renella emailed me back. Okay. He's, I, I'm. Uh, I, 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 who am I that Steve Renella will email me back? It's it's. You're the host of a semi-good radio show. I don't know, but it's just always amazed me that he will email me back. And it's, it, this time it took him about a week and a half. I mean, he's busy. I well, get it. Well, he's out with a new movie. Well, the movie's two years old or three years old. You just yeah. haven't watched it yet. Oh. Oh, wait, yeah. Wait, why is it making such a big comeback? It's not making a comeback. You just need to watch it. Stars in the Sky. You need to watch um, it. It's, it's what I did most of the show on last week. You, you need know, to watch it the movie. It wasn't a movie. He came up with a new season of Meat Eater. That's, season 10. That's yes. what I was thinking about. Oh, and I gave him some grief about the flintlock issue in Pennsylvania. <laughs> you flintlock snob. I'm not a snob. I just, it's funny. He did the same things I did. So it wasn't a it's flash a in the pan. It was, he pulled the... Um, he pulled set, put the set trigger on and the yeah. hair trigger went off before he could even sight it in. <laughs> At least his went into the ground. When I did that with mine the first time... My shot went off somewhere between like sixty and seventy degrees up in the air. Oh my word! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not it's good. A, so anyway, I told him. I said, "I'm sorry, but I laughed my butt off on that thing." <laughs> um, but anyway, he's got a new book out. Uh, how to raise? Uh, I got it over here. I didn't. I I'm not unprepared for today. I just feel like let's see. You're two steps behind. Yeah, there's a song about that, Dad. <laughs> Don't start. Okay, outdoor kids in an inside world. Ah, it's it's coming. It's a hardcover. It's going to be out May the third. Uh, it's eighteen twenty nine. You can pre order it now. Uh, but uh, we're we're working to find a time where you can come on. I tell them, hey, look, we'll talk about books, flintlocks, hunting. You know, Alaska. Anything other than politics. Amen. Which he does not do politics. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's, that's. I'm sorry, that's another rabbit trail. But yeah, so yeah, it's going to be fun having him, having Steve back on. Just a, just a great guy. If you've ever met him or talked to him, he is just, he's just really neat. And I might get along with him. You know, I have a friend, one of my best friends from high school, I'm still with friends, he's from Manistique, Michigan, which is kind of close to where Steve Rinella was grew up and all. So I have I know how to talk to those people. Those Yankees. Those um, Yankees. They were almost Canadians. <laughs> Back to the calendar. We'll get through this. Um, <laughs> brought to you by Capital City. Right, Mark Country. Why did that? Well, we're going to do it again. Oh, we're in a second. Okay. second. So the National Deer Alliance uh, for the second consecutive year is going to host uh, a virtual meeting of the Southeast Deer Study Group. It's the 2022 Southeast Deer Study Group. It's um it's the 45th annual meeting. It's the second one that's going to be virtual. Um, similar to 2021, it's gonna let's see the the value of deer and deer hunting to the American public. 
Man, that will be that's the theme of it. That which would be really good. And and yeah. we and and it's funny that last week one of the quotes was that wildlife has value. Mm-hmm. And when it no longer has value it goes away because nobody cares about what happens to it. Um, It's going to be a dynamic personalized schedule, live stream presentations with Q&As, virtual post-response booths, and opportunities for visits and conversations with both, Uh, networking through text, chat, and video meetups, both scheduled and impromptu, Uh, presentation recordings after the event so you can access the sessions you missed, and uh, cost savings, no travel, hotel, or restaurant expenses. Dang, I miss those restaurant expenses. <laughs> so anyway, it's going to registration open December the 15th. Um, it's $175 normally. If you're a student, it's just $75. And, uh, Sorry, I don't think you can pass for a student. No, I can't. <laughs> but anyway, so there you go. That's something for you doing. Since you did two earlier, you do two? I'll do two. Hilton Head Island Seafood Festival, February the 21st through the 27th. So you have a, a, a week or so in there to do a lot of stuff. So the Fusky Island History and Artisan Excursions, where you travel from Hilton Head and Savannah and other places to Defusky Island. Um, uh, you can read up on Defusky Island. Low Country Experiences on the Water. Uh, to our excursion, it includes instruction on shrimping, oystering, clamming, and crabbing with a, cu- a couple of the low country's uh, foremost watermen. That ought to be cool. Um, oh, the, uh, the, yeah, the, uh, and they've got the food and all. And on February 20th, 25th, they got a pig picking and oyster roast at the Coastal Discovery Museum. And... Um, they got guest chefs and pitmasters and whew. Yeah, uh, the on the 26th, the 15th anniversary Saturday Seafood Festival. Oh my goodness! They got it's just, it's just food. It's a foodie. It's a foodie overload. And then on February 27th, seafood and champagne Sunday brunch. And you can buy individual tickets to each of these events, or I think tickets to just the whole thing. So February 21st or 27th, the Hilton Head Island Seafood Festival. <laughs> Don't miss. Okay, for this one, keep it up in mind. It is summer. I'm sure a lot of y'all out there just want to spend your summers just chilling. But DNR is reaching out to some people in the low country to participate in a paid summer internship. So this is for their coastal conservation program. And the deadline for applying is February 28th. You can go to their website for it. But these interns that they're going to be picking up, they're going to be doing hands-on experience with teaching and using the skills that they're going to learn in their training to reach out to the community. And there are some housing options available um, so, again, you can go to their website, and there's a link there for other questions if you're interested. So. It, it, which brings the point. If you're on Facebook, <clears throat> there's a group or a page. Is it a group? I guess it's a group. It's a group. Called so- uh, Woods and Water South Carolina Outdoor Calendar, mm-hmm. where we post some of this stuff, but a lot of other stuff, too. 
Yep. We're, we're not selling anything, you know. It's and and look, if you've got outdoor events, please by all means share. Mm-hmm. The more people involved and the more events we can get out there, the more fun we all have. So it's woods and water. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, it says this site cannot be reached. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. um, all right. So, again, this year I will not make the uh, Web Center Quail Seminar. It is scheduled for March 3rd to 4th. We will be at the Classic. Classic weekend. It happens every year. Uh, so it's the annual Wild Quail Management Seminar at the James W. Webb Wildlife Center Management Area in Hampton County. Registration fee is 85 per person. Includes meals, overnight accommodations, and seminar materials. Uh, the deadline. Gosh, this deadline is January 31st. <laughs> you may check. Call DNR, the small game program at Columbia, and, and check and see if you can stick in it. Because I know, I know at times they've had late registration, depending on if they've had openings or not. Uh, field demonstrations and classroom instructions will focus on habitat practices. Oh, we got to start the music here. You weren't going to tell me, were you? Oh, okay. Oh, well, now five seconds. Um, let's see. <laughs> Three, two, one. one. Start the music <laughs> in the background. Okay. Um, forest management, brush control, disking for native foods, and supplemental food patch plantings. Uh, presentations will be given on wild quail natural history, biology, predation, and other factors may be contributing to the population decline, although we have lots of success in some of these focal areas. Uh, so, yeah, get a hold of the small game and just see if you can still get in. I would think if they've got room, they would still let you go. Okay. We don't have time. No, we don't. <laughs> go figure. We're still not through the count. I still have one. How many do you have? No, I have, like... You have three. No, I have, like, five. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No, hang on. We, we may thin through some of these over the break. Y'all hang on. Stop dancing. Just just stop dancing. Just stop. Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) Sorry about that. What? Did you say something? Me? What'd you say? Did you say something? Hello? Hey. Dad? Yeah. Dad? I'm you deaf. saying something? I'm deaf. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was a rough opening. It's a good song, though. And I don't live in it. Sunshine don't wash my blues away. I haven't heard okay. that song in forever. I know. I know. That's, that's a good one. Okay. So we well, did. We, okay. we thinned through. Yes, we thinned out like a few three. because we're just not going to get through <laughs> yeah. anything. I mean, I've still got... A half inch stack of stuff over here that I want to get through this time. Some of that stuff goes into March, so we we should be. Yeah, there. yeah. So anyway, okay. What do you got? Uh, we brought this up on the show before in our calendar, but the striped bass challenge is coming back. We have 2022 trail. Yeah, they're actually having a fishing and, trail this year. Yeah. Woo! This is a good opportunity for y'all to get out here and fish some good tournaments on some good lakes. Because they have they have all sorts of divisions: kids, women's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing. Go ahead. So they've got their first two-day tournament coming up March 4th through the 5th. And that's going to be on Lake Murray. What? <laughs> the classic. Oh. It's on Lake Murray. Yeah. Okay. It's on Lake Murray. Yep. Uh, that's their spring thaw. They have names for this. Yeah. So their May matchup is going to be um, <laughs> May. May 13th. May 13th through the 14th at Clarks Hill. Clarks Hill is a lake I have wanted to fish 
for the longest time. I've done well on Clarksville before. I've heard so many good things about Clarksville. With all the high school and college tournaments that have come there, especially high school, because some of my friends have fished at Clarksville before. And Except when uh, I go down there with Brandon Cobb. We, well, you fish we, off the back of the boat. That's why. No, well, he, he, he didn't catch for like two the time we went. Yeah, because really? we had a discussion when we met at the Hardys where we were going. We were either going to Clarks Hill and take our chances with Largemouth, or we could have gone somewhere else and just wore out the two-pound spots. And about three hours <laughs> into Clarks Hill, he was like, yeah, we, we picked the wrong lake again. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Okay, Clarks Hill. Um, and then November, they have their fall brawl, which is the 11th through the 12th at Lake Cherokee. Another lake I wanted to fish. In Tennessee, yeah. Uh, their winter heat is going to be December 9th through the 10th at Santee Lakes. Yep. Santee. You know, y'all know how I feel about Tennessee. Be down there shortly. And then their championship is going to be January 6th through the 7th at Lake Hartwell. Of 2023. Of 2023. Okay. So that's going to be a good tournament. Y'all can go to the Stripe Bash Challenge website and Facebook page to find more information. Yes, all right. This is a cool one. A three-day, two-night camp and kayak trip, Santee to the sea through coastal expeditions. Uh, the plan, day one, Echaw, Echaw Creek to McConnell Landing and Francis Mary National Forest. Day two, Santee River to Wombaugh Creek with a stop at Hampton Plantation, uh, which is the childhood home of, oh, I should know this. He was the poet laureate of South Carolina. Who? What? He grew up on a Hampton plantation. Archibald Rutledge. Oh, Thank you. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Was it Archibald Rutledge? I think it was. I had to check that out. I just Okay. Anyway. Day three kayak through Cape Remain National Wildlife Refuge to Bull Island, hike the beach of Maritime Forest. Uh itinerary highlights Sunrise on the Santee. Um I think that's one of his book titles. Uh Red Cockaded Woodpecker Hike. Uh paddling under ancient ball cypress. Picnic and hike at Hanton Plantation, wildlife opportunities including, you know, dolphins, gators, raptors, otters, turtles, pelicans, and more. Camping in the National Forest with experienced guides, blackwater, brackish, and saltwater ecosystems, and learning to psych- sea kayak with professional guides. Trip dates, March 18th to the 20th, and um, Coastal Expeditions is one of recommended outfitters by National Geo- Geographic Traveler. Hmm. So anyway, check out, I don't, they don't have the prices here. So you have to go to to Coastal Expeditions to find out. That's a good one. I would love to do that one. I have a cool one. Yes. Right up my alley. Go ahead. Uh, Survival 101, the first 72-hour course. So most of y'all outdoorsmen know that when something happens and there's got to be a rescue, most rescues are successful in the first 72 hours just because of weather changes and whether there's injuries involved or whatever, that those first 72 hours are really crucial. And crimes are solved so. better in the first 48 hours. First four, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Shout out A&E. There you go. <laughs> first 48 hours. <laughs> yes. So they have set up this course with some challenges to kind of teach some fundamental skills on how to overcome the most common wilderness crisis situations. Now, this course is kind of challenging, but you learn a lot. You face a lot of different challenges. But because of this, you have to be at least 12 years old to participate. It would be a good family thing to do. I think it would be fun. There's a bunch of topics covered. They have a bunch of instructors that jump in and help out with this. But 
you basically just learn how to overcome any situation that can happen. And they talk about, you know, how to start a fire, prevention, um, survival principles, clothing and gear choices, and planning. We stress a lot about uh, pre-trip planning on the show. Just because you have no clue what's going to happen. I mean, things can happen so fast, and it's better to be prepared than unprepared is what I like to say. But then you talk about how to navigate, um, if you are with somebody that needs help, some medical tips and uh, awareness, mostly situational awareness, and then not just basic survival skills in case something were like to happen. It doesn't have any... Oh, wait, it does. Okay, so this is March 11th Yep. is the first one, and then April 8th and May 13th. It doesn't have any... It's prices a, or anything like that? Two and a half day duration, $280. Oh, you pulled it up on the website? Yep. Cool. $280 okay. for 18 and over, $140, 12 through 17. So if you are if you are looking to get more into hiking and camping. Two and a half days, that's not bad. This would be a good thing for yeah. you to do. It, the psychology of survival. You know what I read one time about the first thing? If you realize you're lost, the first thing you need to do? Stay in one place. Scream. Uh, what? Yes. Natural instinct, when you realize you're lost, is to just go to pieces. Okay. And and they say that standing in one place and screaming at the top of your lungs expels all that, you know, fear and everything and all that and allows you to think clearly. Hmm. Plus, if somebody's close by and they hear you screaming like that, they may come rescue you. <laughs> <sighs> That's a good one, Dad. It says I have no internet. I have internet. I don't know. My phone was doing that earlier too. It just well. Is this five G? I mean, it's messing with airplanes and all. My computer wouldn't even connect to the Wi-Fi here. Um, I I don't I don't know. This is bizarre. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're moving on right, to see. Moving on. Okay. And, and I'm sorry if y'all were tuned in today to get some. I don't know some <laughs> topic stuff because we're not going to get anything today. But I had two good articles. This is this is yeah I had. Okay. Four or five, and this is just. But if we didn't talk about this stuff, some of this stuff is going to get lost in the mix, and there are people out there who might like some of this stuff. So, kind of trying to balance anything out. All right, so around seaweed, there's all sorts of ancillary things going on, uh, such as the South Carolina Waterfowl Annual Sportsman's Ball, which is on February the 18th, six to ten. There are tickets available for that. It's uh, impressive live, silent, raffles, drink, great food. Tickets are still available. The Ducks Unlimited Oyster Roast and Low Country Cookout on the 18th. There are still tickets to that available. Kind of synopsizing some of these things. Um, the annual, the SCWA annual Duck Shuck Oyster Roast on the 19th. There are still tickets there. The Seaweed, um, the 2022 Low Country Social is sold out. Sorry. Barbecue, bluegrass music by the fire, that's sold out. So, uh, and then there's the Paul party on the patio at Republic Garden and Lounge on the 20th, and then cocktails and conversation with Garden and Gun, um, focusing on wildlife, sporting culture, and conservation on Sunday the 20th from 2 to 4. There's still tickets to that. So if you're going to Seaweed, there are some evening and some other events not associated specifically on the grounds of Seaweed that require additional tickets, and that's what this are. Now, what you got are some of those same things. Yeah, I do. So we just found this out not too long ago, Two but U.S. Coast Guard is going to be at Brittle Bank Park on Saturday at 1 p.m. for a search and rescue demonstration. 
And then not a conservation conversation and cocktails featuring featuring Quails Forever's CEO Howard Vincent introducing the call of the uplands. Woo, that is a mouthful, but it is a Willie McCree wildlife benefit. And there's gonna be there's there's no there's no information on that one. Sure it is. Friday, February eighteenth. I was looking looking to see what they were gonna do. Cotton Dot Boone Hall Plantation. Oh, Boone Hall. Oh, come on. So, yeah, Coil Forever is where you want to go for more of that information. Call the Uplands is having an evening. Jamie Westendorf and Entertainment by Ronnie Johnson. Ow. Okay. Trying to get this in. All right, go ahead. Call the Uplands is having an evening of food, fellowship, and entertainment Saturday, February nineteenth. From 6 to 10 at Charleston Yacht Club. Woo! Tickets $75 a person. And you can go to the website to get tickets. Uh, Flood Tide Co. Also, they make amazing stickers. Flood Tide Company. Are, I'm just I'm just abbreviating. Paul Puckett and those. Okay. Good guys. Uh, February 17th, they're going to be celebrating the kickoff seaweed um, with an oyster roast and barbecue and music. On James Island. Yes. And they'll have lots of shirts and stuff like that and out there. Stickers. Oysters, yeah. Q, Brew, and Tunes. That's <laughs> always a good time with those guys. There's some. Those are some, some fun guys. Uh, yeah. Just so sorry we didn't get anything like deep, meaningful. Because we do have, we have legislative alerts from the Sackline Boating and Fishing Alliance. Uh, how to uh, get more coyotes. There's a bill for Sunday hunting on wildlife management areas. DNR has released another 16 coyotes. Uh, there's some saltwater fishing stuff going on. I had uh, a Fox News article on more bucks harvested 2021 than in the past 21 years and five ways to get kids in the outdoors. And I have seven tips to ensure your kids love hunting and how to protect your kids from nature deficit disorder. <sighs> We'll get to those one day. I've had that deficit disorder yeah, one for about a year, yeah. two years maybe. So, so this is that's like some of the stuff happening it, with all this stuff. Check and make sure it's still going on. Mm-hmm. That something hasn't happened. But the Woods and Water South Carolina Outdoor Calendar is a Facebook group um, where you are welcome to join. You are welcome to post any outdoor activities you know that are going on. It's just a clearing house for all this stuff. Every page can post it on their page. But if you cross-post it something like this and people share from there, it's just the coverage is exponential. So, like, you know, you got the Midland Striper Club Open Benefit Tournament coming up. That's in there. Uh, the Strike King Lure and Lose is bringing some classic pros to Anderson, and we're almost out of time. So, as always, <laughs> time to get out there. Take the back roads as you can. Don't forget the, ca- uh, don't forget the camera. <laughs> We'll see you next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.